hey, hello everybody, welcome, it is 9pm, you're on a, a Thursday, so of course that means it's UK Cowboys time, are we doing all, how are you doing there all, uh, you lot cowpokes? Ah, not too bad. Always got to start in strong. It is officially the first show of the off-season program, so we're beginning the positional breakdown series. So we have joining with us to start the quarterback position, the legend, and probably you are a legend. You are a legend. Uh, he, he is the man that pulled the sword from the stone in the 24-hour show uh, a couple of weeks back when we were all starting to lag a little bit and we had Mr. Heckma Harrison come on and he just lifted everyone back up. He was our coffee. How are you doing over in Dallas, sir? Man, let's go. I, I'm good. I am good, man. Um, glad to get the draft over with and um, was really happy to see the season release yesterday. Did you guys get a chance to check out the Post Malone video with yeah. Jerry Jones? Was oh, it that sick? Was that it was that amazing. Do you know what I like? The bit that, that made me laugh the most lady. was uh, you got Jerry and Post Malone just like chucking the cards off the top balcony, right? Yeah, right. Zeke, right? I thought it was genius. Zeke did not make a single word. He just stands there jumping amazing. up trying to catch them. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, man, that was sick. That was sick. I absolutely love that, but just everything that DallasCowboys.com yesterday leading up to the draft, uh, Nick Eatman, David Helm, and Rob Phillips uh, were on before the NFL Network releasing. So this guy's just do, releasing the schedule. So this guy's just do such a fantastic job at DallasCowboys.com. So if you guys got an opportunity to check it out, it was sick yesterday. Oh, well, it was brilliant. Uh, and they gave him that really cool signed helmet. And it's got, yeah. you know, like the, the matte black helmet. Oh, man, I want that helmet. Oh, yeah. We might have to hook that up. <laughs> so, uh, yes, we have. Just so you're aware, right, we do know that since you started working for Cowboys Media, listening to um, the various shows, old Mr. Heckma there, he's starting to get noticed out in the world. A little bit. People starting to notice him. Yeah, well, over here. You are known as, after the 24 hours show, Mr. Triple H. Mr. Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> Heck, Mother High Harrison. I like that. I like that. Mr. Triple yeah. H. I, I can't, no, I can't copyright. I think someone's already got Triple H. He's a wrestler, Triple H. But I, I'll yeah, but that's that. why we put the Mr. in front. So oh, then. Cool. Yeah, you see? So not only are we thinking of a cool nickname, we're also thinking of legal loopholes. <laughs> all good, Mike. I appreciate you thinking for me. <laughs> yeah, so as I say, we're looking at the quarterback position, uh, which is actually at the moment uh, in the limelight. Yeah. But what is more important than that is the schedule has come out. Um, very interesting. Kicking off, guys. And I've noticed as well something that people have forgotten about is we've actually got four preseason games because we've got the Hall of Fame game against the Steelers. Right. Ooh. Good point. Good point. Well made. made. Mm. People keep forgetting about that one. Um, I've forgotten about that. About that. <laughs> yeah. But um, we start off. I don't know what you guys think. I think this is awesome. That Thursday night, I know that means all of us have got to go to bed here in the UK and then wake up. <laughs> when we set our alarms for two o'clock in the morning to come and uh, join everyone. But against the Super Bowl champions, as we put in a post, the journey to the Super Bowl begins for the Cowboys 
and the road for the Buccaneers ends. That's how we're putting it. I like that. <laughs> yeah. What do you make uh, of the schedule to start off against the Bucks, Hack? Do you like that, or would you prefer something something different, something a bit tastier? You know, you know what? I'm on with UK fans right now. UK Dallas Cowboy fans. I want to check you guys' diehard Cowboyism right now. Mike, what did <laughs> what did you think when? You saw that we were starting out with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Well, come on, love tell me, it. guys, what, how did love y'all it. feel about that? I love it. Like at the end of the day, you have the Super Bowl champions. How right. do you know if you're going to be a playoff team? Play the guys that won the big one first. You go smash them, smash them first, first. Set them go. off with a off with a lock. Like, like woo, that happens. Every every Cowboys fan is going to be is going into week into week two, just being like Super Bowl. Going to start all over again. Straight yeah. off the bat, but win that one game. <laughs> if everyone's right. gonna lose, yeah, I, 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 as they say, go hard or go home. That is, you know what? Yeah. I was, um, I was excited about it. Um, I, I loved everything about uh, this season, uh, the schedule release. But when I saw that we were starting versus the the Bucks, that was the first thing I. Th- well, the look, literally the first thing I thought was. <laughs> Oh, they think they're going to schedule a cupcake game for the Bucks to raise the banner. So mm-hmm. they signed us up as like the sacrificial lamb to go in there and watch them raise the banner. And, you know, and to be honest with you, Mike, it pissed me off a little bit. It really did. Okay. It, it did because, you know, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but you know, one of the one of the greatest basketball teams in the world is, is plays in New York, and they're called uh, the Harlem Globetrotters. I don't know if you ever yeah. heard of the, the Harlem Globetrotters, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. But the Harlem Globetrotters, they never lose a game, right? And, and they have this uh, team that goes with them everywhere they go, and it's like their punching bag, and they're called the Washington Generals. The Washington Generals hadn't won a game versus the Harlem Globetrotters since 1971, right? And so I I feel like the NFL thinks that we're the Washington Generals. And so if we can't get up for that game, if we can't get up for that game and beat the hell out of the Bucks, man, I'm telling you, that's what I I feel a little disrespected by them putting us in in that game. It's an interesting take. I never really thought that. Go on, Jay. This could as well be the perfect time to play them. It's like Edward says, it's the whole Super Bowl banner um, Mm -hmm. parade, etc. Everyone's on a level playing field. No one's played a game. So this could be a perfect opportunity to get in there before Brady and Co. get into a a groove that they finished the season off with. So, yeah, bring them on. (laughs) What about you, Greg? Do you like it? Do you like that? Do you like that? I look at it this way. I look at it this way. Picture week one. We're going into the season, hopefully full strength offense, a brand new defense full of packages that nobody's ever seen before. Brady gets some looks that he doesn't like, and we walk out of there having put the the Super Bowl champs on their backside. I I, I think I think we'll have we'll have so much time to prepare for it. Um, We we finish preseason. I think we host the Jaguars. And then we're over there. Um, plenty of time to prepare. Big hype game. We'll be back to full strength. Stack ready to go. A brand new defence to play with. Let's go. Let's do it. Do you know what, Gray? 
that the only thing that Tom Brady's going to be seeing all night is Micah Parsons' jersey number. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I, well, the one thing I do like about the schedule, though, um, I don't know if you want to weigh on this hack, is I like I always look um, not just after the bye week, which I think is in a good slot. Week seven is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I like to look at is more of the, the winter games. Kansas City in November, that could be mm. a bit of a wet game. But what I do like is if you look at mainly des- the end of November and December, it's all, um, uh, if you look, it's, it's the Saints, which I know can be, you know, the Superdome. <laughs> we all know what it's like to play in it, but it's indoors. Yeah. And then you've got Arizona. Um, so the temperature can be a bit rangy there in December. And then it's all the NFC East teams. So I think like the end of the schedule favors the Cowboys quite well. I don't know what you think, Heck. Well, you know, I, I love the, the I, when I saw it at first, I thought, damn, that's a tough, you know, no starting from Kansas City all the way through the end of December with most of it being NFC matchups, right? Um, yeah. But if you're the Cowboys, I think that's where you, you know, the rubber meets the road. That's where you want to be tested. And yeah. you get test, you get tested in December. Historically, we hadn't been very good in December's past, right? We've always <laughs> been just, it's always been this December stigma around the organization. So, you know, when I saw that, I thought to myself, I was like, look, you know, this is definitely going to test us. And I think that, you know, for our team, especially being that we're going to have a very young defense because a lot of our guys are going to get thrown to the wolves immediately. Yeah. The Michael Parsons, the Joseph, Joseph's, I think those guys, Bohannon, I think a lot of those guys may get some significant playing time. So that'll be uh, that'll be a huge gauge for where we are and what we'll look like, especially if we're going to make a playoff run. Definitely. Uh, is there, though, for you guys, uh, I'll ask you all, is there a particular matchup? I know I made a comment today <laughs> on, on Facebook about non-Cowboys games, uh, but Cowboys games, is there any particular game for all of you? And I'll go around the house on this. Are you looking forward to the most? I'll start with you, Jay, the godfather. Mm. Oh, Thanksgiving. I, I don't, just the whole hype of, of that. Obviously, we don't, it's not a natural celebration, is it, for, for us here, but when you're an NFL fan, you, you can't help but get hyped for the for the um, Thanksgiving game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Turkey, all the all the, the trimmings, beer, football all day. Yeah. What's not to love? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. And we were on Channel 5, if you remember last year, with me jumping up and down over the Jalen Smith pick six that yeah. always went in for a touchdown. Yeah. Embarrassing oh, myself there. What about you, uh, Greg? Was there a, a, a particular game you're looking forward to, the matchup at all? Well, I, I had one circled straight away, week 11 at Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, it's gone. Um, has has there ever been 110 points scored in an NFL game before? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very well, well, maybe. Yeah, right. uh, buckle up, boys, because it's going to be some night. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is what are they doing with their O-line? They don't seem to have done much with that O-line. So I'm feeling confident with that one. Um, what about you, Rich? A game you're looking forward to the most? Um, well, I always is like, like like concept closing out a season. A season uh, in Philly, in Philly, grinding them into them, winning the NFC East and going East and going to the playoffs, sending them all home, them all home packing. Yeah, be a bottle, get eggs getting thrown, getting thrown, and just sending pissed off. I quite like that. Quite like. <laughs> and what about you, Hackney? Are you uh, are you in the Kansas City? 
uh, train as well, or is there another game you're looking forward to? Man, I'm actually looking forward to the Giants game on October the 10th. Mm -hmm. And and the reason why I'm looking forward to that game is because the NFL schedulers put that literally 364 days since Dak got hurt. It's the same game. You know, I I believe it was October 11th was the game that he got hurt on uh, in. So, you know, just want to see where he is in his uh, mind, you know, because it's going to be pretty much back at the scene of the crime for him. So uh, (laughs) I'm sure the Giants will wear the same uniforms they wore to Dallas that day uh, if they can (laughs) to make it eerily reminiscent of the day that he got hurt. But, man, get an opportunity just to see Dak and knowing that, He's getting back to form. Um, I just want to see him put that injury behind him. And a lot of times when you have something as traumatic of an injury as he had, you know, I just, I'm just happy that he'll have that game to get some, some get back and some redemption. Yeah. And you've got Saquon Barkley as well. Saquon Barkley back from injury. And you never know. Go on, Sorry, I'm going to change. I'm going to change my game. And I'm actually, you know what? I'm disappointed in all of us because not one of us mentioned this game. Looking forward to the Super Bowl because that's where we're going to be this year. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> to say How could I do that? How could I do that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, take, it takes the Godfather to put us back on track. Thank right you right. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> no pressure, Dak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you never know. It might be one of those games, you know, in October with Halloween, we see the black cat running back on the field again. And that puts the game oh back on God. track for the Cowboys, yeah, because it worked last time. Um, yeah, and the, believe it or not, it, that, that was season one for us, and that was actually one of our season highlights. I think, if I remember, the black cat running on the field, and we talked, exten- yeah, we took, we talked quite extensively about how he was MVP. Um, yeah, I think that was more to do with us being a bit sleep deprived again, though. <laughs> right, I'm sure, but yeah. In other news as well, for NFL UK International, uh, they announced as well that there will be two games played in London this year um, on the 10th and the 17th of October. Um, So that should be interesting. If you are going to go to the game, though, make sure you talk to us about tickets and packages with Cowboys Experience, and we'll get you set up there as well. Um, A big gift for people part of the UK Cowboys if you book that, but... We'll talk about that later. Um, but in terms, I've made some notes, and I don't know what you guys make of this. Looking at the strength of schedule as well that they looked at, the Cowboys actually rank second for the best strength of schedule. That um, we, have, we are playing four playoff teams, one of them being Washington football team, who finished on seven and nine season. The rest uh, of our schedule all finished with a 500 or below record. Um, so Chargers, Eagles, Carolina, Giants, New England, Minnesota, Denver, Atlanta, which is a big one for Dan Quinn, uh, Las Vegas and Arizona, all finishing on uh, a losing record. Uh, I don't know, do you guys think that that might change, especially for teams like Chargers, for instance, Heckmer, where you're going to see Justin Herbert another year, so you're going to see another level of explosion because I know strength of schedule is a bit of an iffy one. I'm not a big fan of it. What about yourself? I mean, I, you throw last year out of the window every year. I mean, there's yeah. there's no 
I think strength of schedule is okay for the media to talk about. Uh, but when it comes down to an NFL season, it's any given Sunday. So that doesn't matter at all. And I, I've heard those grumblings about us having the second easiest schedule. I don't see anything easy about our schedule at all. You know that people uh, get up to play the Cowboys, and it's that should be the expectation. I mean, even when you talk about starting the season with uh, Tampa Bay, Man, Tom Brady hasn't lost a game to the Dallas Cowboys. He's 5-0 and versus the Cowboys. He's 14-4 yeah. and in week one games, all right? The, wow. And, and so there's a lot that goes into that. I mean, I know we're talking about the whole season in general, but just think about those numbers just to start. So this, we're, we didn't get anything easy, and maybe Justin Herbert will go through a, a bit of a second-year slump. I guess, but but we don't we can't count on that. They're a young young team with a uh, a new coach, so there may be some things there versus the Chargers. But anytime you talk about the Dallas Cowboys and the Eagles on Monday night, man, it's gonna be a barn burner. It's just one of those <laughs> games that you know it don't matter what the records are; they could be zero and two, we could be zero and two. We're gonna play each other to the death. So that's just that's just the way the season goes, and and on and on. So. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't see strength of schedule in this uh, being in our favor, especially when you start talking about the latter half, the last eight games of the season are from Kansas City on through January. Yeah, yeah, I've got, I've uh, got, got to agree with Heckman because the, the weaker teams in the NFL have got better through the draft. They've got better through free agency. So you, you don't, I wouldn't rely on strength of schedule because so many teams have got their players back. So many teams have brought new players in. They've supplemented their teams with draft picks. I mean, already the Giants are a better team with Saquon Barkley straight away. Yeah. Um, so long as he comes back and, and is, is the running back that we all remember. Um, in terms of strength, uh, the schedule down the road, um, I'm, I'm fairly sure Rich will agree with me here when I say that um, Josh Ball will start against one of the NFC East teams. That's going to be huge. Wow. So w when you consider, <clears throat> just when you consider Tyron Smith's health, um, <clears throat> like there's plenty of times during the offseason I predicted that they're going to have to play somebody else at left tackle going into New York, going into uh, Philadelphia. It's going to be a huge game. And I think it's it'll be Josh Ball that wins the, the kind of swing tackle role. So... Um, um, that's, that, that's that's not you know you can't look at the NFC East and think well that's three winnable games there because oh, you have to take our situations into account and I think we're going to we're going to have a question at left tackle I, I still I still I still believe that further down the road. God, that just made that just made my stomach turn when you just said a a, a rookie will be starting yeah. in left tackle. That's just oh God no. <laughs> Let's not that was that just happen. like last year. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Hegma, what's, what's your take on Tyron Smith? Do you think we, we have to start thinking about a replacement for 77? Well, I, I mean, first of all, Tyron Smith, let's just, just start here. Tyron Smith has been a complete stud for the Dallas Cowboys for a number of years. And it sucks, man, when a guy starts getting older and he gets more injury prone, how the level of confidence in his play and durability goes down. And I think that's where we are as a franchise. Everyone's kind of saying, like, look, man, since I believe 2015, uh, he's been hurt consistently and hasn't been able to finish the season. 
I would like to think, and, and this is just hope, and I know hope is not a strategy. I just hope that this can be the season that he gets all the way through, where they give him the, the ample rest, veteran days that he needs to rest. We know how important he is because – you could just look at last year's results when what you tried to find with a swing tackle, you realize you didn't have one. But you know what, Graham? You got to start thinking about it. You got to start thinking about it. You got to start telling yourself as far as the future, maybe next year in the draft or maybe even uh, after two, after training camp, if there's someone that comes available that you feel like can be a quali you know, quality backup uh, to Tyra Smith, then we need to start looking at that uh, because you don't want to get caught with your pants down like we did last year, man. It really hurts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you could take a leaf out of the Chiefs book. You know, look what happened yeah. to them on the Super Bowl. They, they, they do all the hard work. They get to the final stage. Yeah. They've got nobody. They've got paper bags trying to keep Pat Mahomes upright. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that, no, that really was. That was tough. That was a big part of um, – and then, you know what, on top of that, you got to look at the fact that Tampa Bay's de defense played one hell of a game. I mean, oh, in, yeah, in, yeah. In, in injuries in any, in injuries on any level, whether it be basketball, you can look at what's going on. I don't know if you guys follow basketball or not, but look at the I Lakers see. and what's going on with LeBron James and his injuries. And so injuries are going to play a big part in your success, especially if you're trying to make a championship run. And we saw what it did to us yesterday – I mean, last year – and. Losing as many offensive linemen as we did and only having Zach Martin to try and anchor that line, man, we didn't look good. Yeah. Um, and also, you've got to take into effect that Tyrone has struggled to, you know, help us with 16 games. Now we've got to do it for 17. Thank you for just being a pillar of positivity, Mike. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying not to do it again. I'll try not to do it again. <laughs> but I'm um, looking. Uh, obviously, we'll get more into the schedule um, uh, as we get towards the training camp side of it all, which, by the way, is big news. They turned around and said training camp for all NFL teams can go ahead. It doesn't have to be purely at the facilities. So Oxnard, as it stands so far, yes. is on. So we will look more into the schedule once we get down that road. So for now, let's get into the positional breakdown series, which we did last year. So over the next 10 weeks, guys, between now and training camp, we look at our, each position, start with quarterback, finishing with the safeties over the other end, breaking the entire position down. Quarterback at the moment for the Cowboys is actually in the media quite a lot, mainly for the backup uh, quarterback role, something which Heckmer, thankfully, at Nauseam has spoken about a lot already. So I bet he's sitting there going, yay, I get to talk about this again. No, man. I can talk about the Cowboys in my sleep. I love it, man. I yeah, can be in a Cowboy conversation anytime. I mean, but, you know, it's – we need a backup. <laughs> this is yeah. all it is, too. We need a, yeah. we need yeah. a backup, and, and I think it help, it'll help you sleep at night knowing that you have a qualified backup. Last year, we – you know, when, when Dalton went down and – and let's just be honest, he wasn't playing that good even when he was in. So, mm -hmm. you know, we, we just we just didn't feel confident in the in the backup quarterback role. And, again, I just don't feel as though if you comb over the NFL and you look at some of the, the backups that are out there, I don't think you feel good about any of them. The one thing that I'm just hoping and wishing and praying for is that Dak returns back to his status as being 
Iron Man and not getting hurt and playing for you know a full <laughs> season. So that's gonna make me feel good. So I don't even have to think about the backup. Yeah, I mean, we'll 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 start first of all with Dak, which is a nice place to start off. Yeah. Um, now I mentioned it slightly off air before the show. I was looking at some of the numbers. We know Dak's contract. Um, I know you've spoken about it a lot on um, yeah. on obviously Cowboys Media. We have as well, yeah. Um, but before we go into Dak's contract, just want to get your feelings if it was the same as ours here at UK Cowboys that when Dak signed, it was the ah, it's like it was nice that it got done. Well, how were, how were you feeling as soon as you saw it was ink to paper? <laughs> Well, I, I, I probably felt like that, maybe an octave or two lower. Uh, <laughs> you know? But, I mean, if you talk about the, the contract as much as we talk about it uh, on .com, then, yeah, man, I was just sick of talking about it. I really was happy <laughs> that he actually got an opportunity, you know, to get, get what he deserved. I mean, he he played his butt off, and for a fourth-round draft pick, he outperformed his rookie contract, and I just didn't want to go into another year with him being franchise tag. It just, it just, yeah. man, for for an organization, for what you know about the quarterback position and how it's looked at it in the league world, uh, you know, uh, in general, I just him being franchise tag last year was just, uh, just, it was, it was ugly, and you didn't want it to culminate into something even worse. And so, I was really happy that he got it signed. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll ask you three uh, cow pokes as well. I think you, 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 you're all the same. You're all the same, right? That uh, as soon as it got signed, I mean, we even did our our, our emergency podcast show um, <laughs> because it, yeah, it was that big. We were like, no, nope, we're getting on. Let's get on. Right um, yeah. yeah. I I think we were all the same. Like what heck, was saying. We were all just tired of going around in circles with the same narrative, mm. right? Yeah, it felt so the the, big, the biggest weight came off all of our shoulders knowing the fact that mm -hmm. we've actually got our quarterback now. Um, guys, listen, I've got a wee apology here. Like, I have literally got my puppy in it, like, here in my lap right now. So, apologies if my, my little bundle of joy appears from time to time. So, apologies. I, I came in late. This little uh, troublemaker has been keeping me busy. So, uh, so but, uh, but Dak, um, yeah, I'm just over the moon. Over the moon. Yeah, yeah me, it is a good you, sign. Just you just have to do the sums. I think, um, it, I think a lot of the sticking point was reimbursing Dak for seasons that he already had with the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. So yeah. for me, that the, the the kind of if you get to the hundred percent of the contract, it was like reimbursement, the, the going rate for a quarterback, and then the satisfaction of knowing that you have the QB position locked up for the next four years right. and we're not going to be rolling through quarterbacks like the Browns or the Jets and so on. We just we <laughs> have our guy, we can concentrate on other positions and we can we can have a genuine shot at making the playoffs every single year. See, I mean, the, the alternative is that you let that go and you roll the dice on somebody else and that's scary. That's a scary proposition. See, in fairness, Graham, we can't really use the Browns as a scapegoat anymore because they've been keeping the quarterbacks. No, true, so, yeah, yeah, true. But, but, because... but, the, but the Jets are always will be the Jets, that's for sure. Because they've, they've, <laughs> given, they've given them time. They, they've realised that we need to give the QB position time. They've given them Odell Beckham. They've given them, um, they've given them an upgraded offensive line. They've got, they've got a fantastic front, uh, front seven on defence. 
they have the pieces in place and what do you know the QB's stuck and they look like a, a good team now I, I mean I think the Jets could follow their example basically <laughs> do, do you know what yeah. DJ Dog took, took my my thoughts on it there exactly is dragging his feet cost us extra money not, not saying Dak doesn't deserve the money because Dak's play over the previous years has deserved a pay rise but it's cost yeah. us a lot more than it, it would have done if they'd have pulled the proverbial finger out of the backside 12 months before and, and got it done Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it is, yeah. Only Stephen and Jenny got themselves to blame in that scenario. Because, and oh well, and I think again, it's down to the agent as well. Like he oh, was, God, he, yeah. he, Todd Franz really did make it a really difficult job, and I really hated the guy for so <laughs> much. Oh, he got, he got yeah. fired up. Yeah. Oh, yes. like I, I, honestly, heck, man, like Todd Franz at one point he was giving me nightmares. I really wanted to punch the relevant trap out of my clothes <laughs> in my bed. So, yeah. uh, so, but at the same time, it's like the the responsibility is still on Jerry and Stephen for not agreeing to. Like just get that deal done because, like you said, Graham, like they couldn't got this done twelve months prior to that, maybe at a lower cost. But yeah. mm. uh, we're, we're yeah. but but we can't complain now. We've got them. We've got our QB. We've got our future. We're moving forward. That's it. And it's a good deal too, especially with the way it works with the progressions. Because obviously this year still question marks because of old Rona sticking around. So you don't know what's going on with the cap, but. The cap is going to go up. So people are complaining about that, how much of percentage of cap that's going to take. But if you go with the level of inflation that the cap space is going to go up with, it'll yeah. all balance itself out. You know, marking any like other crazy stuff i don't know like aliens landing or something don't forget as well like the fact that we got this deal done before the announcement of the 17th game of season as well can you imagine if, the, if we did that deal after that 17th game it's like oh hold on a minute here an actual an extra actual game of the actual season here hmm all right okay guys yeah. let me think we want more now you know that that, that that could have easily happened if that was the case and just yeah, on top definitely. of that, just even if you take it from local local team levels, I would imagine that most teams will sell out their stadiums for the year because the fans mm -hmm. across the US they've missed out on the season, so they are yeah. they are desperate to get back to the gridiron. I think it's going to be huge for the teams this year. Oh, hey, 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 listen to me. I'm I'm trying my best to get myself over <laughs> game against the Eagles. By, by honestly, like I just hope to God the US government allows me to fly over. I can wear my kilt and plate and actually scream my heart out in an ATP stadium. I swear to God. I want to see it. I want to see it, Paul. You got to make it up here. You got to wear the kilt and all that. Man. I got to see that hey. for myself. <laughs> it's not a pretty sight when the kilt blows up, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Let's not talk about what happened last time. I like how we buzzed you out on that one. I was like, yeah, I've got my spies all over Dallas. And he's like, and Paul's going, how do you know about this? And I'm like, my spies are everywhere. <laughs> That's a story for another day, mine. Um, but, yeah, um, what is interesting, I thought I would do this as a little exercise and tell me what you guys think. So, Dak uh, uh, last season over, you say five games, really. It was about four and a half, really, because he, he kind of went out early in that game against the Giants. Um, but 
uh, Dak, so last season in those five games, 68% completion rate, uh, nine touchdowns, uh, 1,856 yards, uh, 93 yards rushing and three touchdowns. Uh, now, what I thought I'd do is divide it up and times it by uh, 16 to give you what it would have been. So, like, this guy, he was on basically on a roll to get onto 29 passing touchdowns. 5,939 yards, Insane. which is over a thousand yards more than the next guy. And I think the next guy, if I remember rightly, was Josh Allen. I might be wrong there. Um, 300 yards uh, of rushing and nine rushing touchdowns. That's an MVP by a long way season. What do no, you a, think? A record breaking season, more of Record breaking. Well. The, the wow. guy was just fire. Mike, you would have been sick. You would have been I, sick because he would have thrown for 5,000 yards and we still wouldn't have made the playoffs. Yeah, 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 yeah. He would have been the sickest man in, in the UK, man, because, yeah, yeah. I mean, no matter what, and you're right, those numbers, when you put, put it into perspective of what could have been if he played a full 16 games, I mean, it was insane. And, and for me, last year, Dak was doing things that I had been waiting on him to do. Like, mm -hmm. uh, he finally um, he, he finally started looking the safety off. He was so much better with his eyes. And there was, like, passes wow. in the – if I can think of a game like the, the Cleveland Browns game and uh, mm -hmm. a touchdown to Amari Cooper. And, and he just – he moved the safety with his eyes and came back. And that's just something that you see the upper echelon quarterbacks do uh, in this league. So he started to take those strides and just little things. Um, it, it's just leadership also. I mean, he's, he's taking those strides, being more comfortable in the system. This would have been his fourth year, I believe, with Kellen Moore. And you can tell the continuity that they have from play, play caller and quarterback that his, you know, it's just his ability to kind of reciprocate or, or uh, regurgitate what's going on, the information that he's receiving on uh, the field. And I just, man, he just looked so good up right up until that injury. Now, the defense didn't do him any favors, and that's why yeah. I say, man, he would have thrown for 5,000 yards. And with how historically bad our defense was, we, we'd all been mad about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, with Dak as well, it's, it's kind of it's, it's good to see that natural progression because sometimes you see players kind of ball out a little bit like he did like the first couple of years and then kind of sometimes get a bit stagnant and, and the play drops off. But he, I think if you actually look as well, his, his plays progress every single year, which, which shows that that fourth round picks an absolute steal. And yes, yeah, absolutely. That they missed on that pick. Yeah, or, like the like the Jabril Cox pick. Man, I still oh. can't believe we got him. Yes. I still can't believe we got him. I really can't. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, it was the steal of the draft. Definitely steal of day three, yeah. Um, but here's one uh, that is quite interesting. And as I was saying, I mentioned this um, off air, that the Cowboys, as it stands, count for uh, $24 million on the cap for the quarterback position. Dak accounts for $22 million of that. Okay, we've got $2 million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, know, I mean it is crazy when you look at it but I, I mean I don't know what you guys are thinking of this I'm looking at the backup quarterbacks you got Cooper Rush 
an undrafted free agent in 2016. Ben DiNucci, it was a seventh round pick in 20. And then you got Gar Gilbert, Cleveland practice squad guy. None of that to me screams confidence for the backup. What do you guys think? Well, Cooper, well, me personally, Cooper Rush already had his chance as a backup and he didn't really mm-hmm. do too well when he had to do come in. And, and I always kind of thought he was more of a Garrett type of guy anyway. But with um, Garrett Gilbert, though, like, I'll be honest, though, like, from when he came in for that one game, I've, I, I, there was things I did like about him. Um, but, yeah, you could see he was rusting him. But, yeah, I mean, it was, it was just pretty much thrown into the wolves at that point. So if it was me, I, like, and, and this call me crazy, but I would give him like maybe like like a kickstart, like just to kind of move him to try and like really push him to maybe become the the, the backup, yeah. you know. But I don't know what you guys think, but I mean, yeah. I really do generally like what I saw from Gilbert. <clears throat> yeah, I've got to agree with Paul. Um, I think from from the small sample size we saw of Gilbert Garrett, uh, Garrett Gilbert. <laughs> um, <laughs> <it's confusing>, right? <laughs> yeah. to, I mean, to to be running with the twos for most of the season. The backups, and then to be thrown in one week of practice with the ones, not really knowing everybody's timing and all that kind of stuff. You've been holding a a Microsoft tablet for the past four or five weeks or whatever it was. For him to come in and do what he did, I think was okay. Um, but I'm going to stick with my overall uh, view of backup quarterback for any team in the NFL. Um, I think if your starter goes down, your season's pretty much finished. So yeah. this might be yeah. against this might be against the grain. I'm not all that concerned about the backup quarterback because if if we have to put somebody else in, um, oh, oh, it, I'm great. I'm going for a wee span of the walks, and this is going to be controversial because it's a, it's about our arch nemesis. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. You're going to mention you, them, aren't you? Aye, them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The team that we should not be named. Uh, we're, we're actually talking about the Eagles like, yeah. But the, yeah. the one name I'm thinking about is Nick, Nick Foles. Nick Foles, like, yeah. Like, 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 I think that's the only guy I can really consider as like, that's the only backup that's ever put, like, helped win something. And they, they did, unfortunately. That's a fairy tale story, right there. That is a fairy tale. It is, and, and, and you're right. And, and I don't want to think about it in to that detriment because when you say your backup goes down, that's the end of your season. But it's pretty much that way, especially when you're putting 24 million of your salary cap into one guy. I mean, really, how much more? You know, how much attention are you put? Or how much money are you putting into that backup position? So. I, I have to agree with you, Graham. You know, we have to do something about it, and, and we just don't want another deja vu of what happened to, to uh, Dak. Yeah, I mean, when you really think about it, so in previous history, even before that, when Roma went down, think about all the, the different oh, yeah. back, backup quarterbacks we had, like Kyle Orton. We had, oh, man, uh, you're bringing up bad memories. I know. Just to prove a point, just to prove a point. Yeah. Like, and I'm trying to remember. You know, uh, Sorry, Paul. you go, Jimmy. No, I was I was just going to say that I think that I think the only I think we missed a little trick in in some parts in the in the draft and in in free agency. And yeah, Dalton wasn't going to light up the league, but I think if that that all line and the rest of the team could have stayed healthy, we 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 would have probably won the division. To be fair, just because the division was that bad, and we've gone from having a, a quarterback that's won a lot of games and playoff games as a backup to now going to 
pretty much nobody. And look at the free agents that we that we missed that were there. I mean, I'm not saying they're they're on the level as, as Andy Dalton, but they could have been a good stepping stone, maybe. Um, obviously, yeah, the likes of there were Trubisky out there. Um, it's a shame Alex oh. Smith retired because he could have gone there. Yeah. But, it's, but and the same, and in the draft in the later rounds, we we were talking on the show the other week for the draft show. We were talking the likes of Shane Bichelle and, and Sam Ellinger. I mean, someone who could have adequately learned from Dak and, and I mean, just play some garbage time when when games were out of sight for us. So yeah, it's just a shame we haven't really addressed it because that was probably the. The, the one backup position that's really that we're going to struggle with this year if if that goes down, which fingers crossed he doesn't like, but, but, but at, the same, at the same time, as well, though, it's like we did have a depleted old. Like, I'm not trying to put all the blame on the quarterback, it's a fact, but, though, it's a fact yeah, what you're about fact. to say. Yeah, I mean, we did have a really badly depleted offensive line. Like, we lost our starter, Tyron Smith, for the whole season. We lost uh, Lyle Collins, Lyle Collins. and then uh, we had Martin. Uh, well, Zach we, Martin, we lost proportion. Yeah, and we even moved them out to tackle at one point as well. Like, and they did a great job playing at tackle, to be fair. Um, but, uh, and again, and no criticism to Corner Williams. I just kind of feel as though he just kind of felt as always out of his depth sometimes, you know. And... Uh, wait, though, right? Before you go down the Corner Williams route, there is one thing you can say about him. He He's was consistent. He, he was consistent in the fact that he was the only offensive lineman that never missed a game last year. True, oh, and right. that is absolutely true. And that—that's what I'm saying. Like he is tough in that retrospective. But uh, I just—I mean, I don't know if it's just because he didn't have his usual guys beside him that he kind of like step up to the bar. He, he, Williams maybe actually kind of saying, right, you like saying to is it Terrence Steele's playing left tackle or whoever it was. Yeah, it's like, it's like, Brandon Knight. basically maybe having two two jobs to tell him, make sure he doesn't cut inside or whatever. And that, like when you're on the offensive line, the scheme, the scrimmage with the line of the ball, like mm-hmm. yeah. it's like because I've, I've been in that direction as so well. If I'm playing guard and I've got a rookie beside me that's not no played many snaps you're still having a mentor like even before pre-snap is saying what's your boys about to do blah 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 like, you know so it's like it's always on that moment type of thing in the back of your mind yeah and when you think like the o-line really is the one where you want to try and keep as consistent as possible as a unit oh absolutely yeah uh-huh. I, I i can't remember the exact fact i think the cowboys were either second or third in offensive line um, how different their offensive I think over the over 16 weeks they had I think it was 18 different combinations absolutely. if I remember rightly yeah is, no, is that right Ackman? it is and and they yeah. played with a combination and when you do something like that there's no way to have any continuity or synergy between five guys when you're always mixing and matching guys out throughout the week and just mm. the way that it went for us and you talking about positions and position of need and all of that, I still thought that we needed to do, even though we did get Josh Ball in the later rounds, I felt as though we would have done, we would have done ourselves a um, a disservice if we didn't get uh, an offensive line. But in those earlier rounds, I thought we should have picked up uh, an offensive lineman. But guys, that's why the preseason is going to be very important for the squad because Mm -hmm. we have to see these Mm -hmm. guys on the field. We have to see Leo Collins and see if he's recovered from his hip injury or surgery. And so we also have to find 
that tight end that may be mix, missing from Blake Bell because Blake Bell was a better blocker from uh, Dalton as well. So, I mean, there are a lot of things about the Cowboys on offense that uh, we we have to get a, a, a peaky weeky and see if this actually works uh, this season. But guys, you gotta also you also gotta you also have to keep in mind that the defense was so bad that whatever yeah. momentum you had as an offense, when you go into a game like the Cleveland Browns game and they I run know, yeah. and they run for three hundred and eight yards on you, no, it's not. Yeah, no, just that. It was worth a fisherman. A fisherman is the running back. Exactly. Well, there you go. So yeah. I'm just saying, and you got 308 yards, and, and what that means, if you have a running game like that, they're keeping the ball away from your offense. Mm-hmm. So that was really no time to get yeah. in sync or get any rhythm because, look, man, we were always changing guys in and out. Yeah, and on top of that as well, something that can't be ignored is, as well as working as a team, it's also the voices and body positions and body language with it with the offensive lineman just like certain little things just little tweaks and knowing what each other's strength and weakness it can make all the difference because as you know a, a, football is a game of inches and that's all it takes you know i want to ask this one one over around the house and this one that i've just been on to the espn website and for one, Josh Ball is listed as the swing tackle. Can anybody tell me who the backup center is? It'll be a Fico. Well, Redmond's um, gone. Redmond's gone. Yeah, and I think we're still looking to sign Looney. I hadn't, I hadn't got any traction on what we're going to do with Joe Looney either. Right. So, uh, the he's going to come back. At the moment, there isn't one. Wow, <laughs> it's a dash. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, and it's that's just, yeah, highly just, concerning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just looking at the, I'm looking at the roster right now because you've got Bayadish, Matt uh, Fernick, Zach Martin, McGovern, Williams, uh, Isaiah Aircorn, but he's a tackle. Josh mm. Ball, Lyle Collins, Cam Irvin still there on, well, based on ESP and it's there. Mitch Hyatt, Brandon Knight, uh, Ty Dishke, Eric Smith, Tyron Smith, Terrence Steele, and Williams Sweet. But the majority of all those players are tackles. Yeah, but yeah. what is interesting is Lorne's making a comment there about Connor Williams. The Connor Williams has played centre, so he is an option that you that could, could put in there. And McGovern. Um, and McGovern, yeah. Uh, but here's one for you, Heckma. I wanted to ask you on this one. Is more with Biadish. We had comments last year from Andy Dalton, which is very fitting for Dak as well. Mm-hmm. That he made comments about his snapping of the ball, especially in shotgun, that the ball comes out at a weird angle. Is that something? Do you know that he's worked on in the off season at all? I mean, I'm, it, they're going to coach him up on everything he does, and so if there was anything that he did that was a little off, you, they're not going to allow that to continue with Dak, especially into this season, knowing how pivotal it is. But I thought, um, I thought Biotis had a pretty good rookie season. He did so, get. Yeah. Uh, it was weird that he got hurt in oh, yeah. pregame. Um, he sprained his hamstring running out of the tunnel. That I don't think anybody's right, ever yeah. <laughs> scratch yeah. But you know, I think all in all, I think all in all, uh, he comes from a long lineage of good offensive linemen from Wisconsin. Wisconsin. So I mean, mm-hmm. all of the things that he does as an offensive lineman, I think it, it should give you hope that he's going to anchor be the anchor on that offensive line uh at center so i'm really i'm really looking forward to 
uh, Biotis and what he does in his second season. Yeah, I, I think we're all the same. And especially when you think, although Dak is, um, I, I asked the question in the week that his rehab is way above schedule, that everything he's doing is exactly either where they want it to be or above, which is good news. Um, but the, the thing that I, I was concerned more than most wasn't so much the tackles. It was Biadish in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. But like you say, that gives confidence, like you say, that they are going to literally um, spend 99% of their time um, working Biadish and, like you say, on everything. Um, the only other thing with the, the, the quarterback position that's come up is they have signed two others uh, this week. Uh, Illinois State's Brady Davis. Um, so he was a, a two-year wow. star. And another one which I quite like was JT Barrett, who played a b- brief stint at Ohio State. Um, now, the Cowboys signed this year on the undrafted free agent TJ Vasher. These pair played together. Yeah, I, I like, like that. I like, uh, you know, I, I really believe that that's all for – I'm not saying that these guys are going to have an opportunity to make the, the team, so I don't want to say of that. Course. I just I just yeah. feel as though uh, with the rookie minicamp and not being able to get Danucci into rookie minicamp because of the amount of snaps that he plays, something to do with the Union Players Association or what have you, so he, he won't yeah. be there. Uh, so they had to get some bodies there, quarterback. I mean, I would have – hey, hey, I got this right on ready. If they needed me, I would have. <laughs> no, just, I don't want that. I don't want that. I'm just, I'm just joking, guys. But, but still, I mean, I, I want to see. I'm so excited about tomorrow. I get an opportunity to go in and see rookie minicamp. After, I mean, can you imagine getting your dream job and not being able to go into the building to actually see? <laughs> you know, I mean, COVID, COVID, COVID really did me wrong. All right, in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I'm really happy about tomorrow and just seeing these rookies fly around or just be out on the field, man. I'm really excited about that. Tomorrow. So are you are you in the star then, uh, as of from tomorrow? Yes. Oh, amazing. amazing. Be, be prepared. Be prepared. You might want to block me. Be prepared for a long <laughs> list of questions. Right <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be UK Cowboys official insider, and it'll always okay. be in brackets. Our, our insider in brackets triple H. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I got you. Code code name code name. Triple wink, H. wink 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 wink. Um, but I mean, uh, I. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, that is good news. You're going back. I bet you've, like, because have you been confined to working from home this entire time then, Hank? The whole time. The whole time we've been doing everything remote. I think we just started, we just started doing the, um, podcast in person about three weeks ago we were allowed to get back into the building i I think when i first got on was after you know the the start of the 2020 uh see well the off season and i we did like three podcasts i was in the studio and then covid hit and we couldn't go in the building anymore and it was like what i can't go in the building. so i not only that i can't i can't go in the building i can't watch practice i can't do any of that stuff so i mean I think look, I didn't complain about it. I was just like, can't talk to the players. Yeah, I can't do any of that stuff. But what I am gonna do is do what I do best to talk about the Cowboys. And when they let me back in the building, <laughs> and I, get my, <laughs> I get my opportunity tomorrow. So I'm excited about it. Guys. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love it. I love it. And uh, we, so we will get in touch with you on that one. I, I can guarantee you. Oh, oh, um, oh. Trust me, hey, man. When he says he won't hang you for questions, Mike won't hang you for questions. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did. I, I hounded Mike Fisher so much once he did uh, put me on a momentary block. No, man. No, yeah. he didn't. He Fish was just like, you. man. Yeah, it, oh, uh, it was like I was messaging him, mind you, at yeah. 8 o'clock in the morning our time, which is 2 o'clock in the morning his time, so I think uh, I might that, have annoyed him. No, Mike, so, that'll, get you, that'll get you blocked. That'll get you blocked right there. Yeah, yeah. Do, uh, do, do you know, Ekman, we, 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 always, we always mute Mike. It's one of them things you just, yeah, I mean, he's one of, the, one of them lovable family members in here that you, you, you want to talk to every now and again, uh, but yeah. A bit yeah. too much in my kids, a bit too much like beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, 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 the weird, crazy uncle that comes over on a, like a Christmas <laughs> afternoon and you're like, oh, God, he's turned up again. Yeah, it is. That is. I love it. <laughs> and, and you know what? I want, before I forget this, someone said something about uh, Jabril Cox and that mm-hmm. being the steal of the draft. I, yeah. thought, the, I thought the same thing. Um, the one thing that kind of makes me, not makes me nervous, is wh- what I want to see from Jabril Cox is one of the knocks on him was he wasn't that efficient in the running game. Um, as you know, making tackles, things like that. Passing game is where he's a complete. Yeah, stud. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for a guy his size, one <laughs> to be able to cover and be as rangy and to turn and run and open his hips the way that he does. I think that he's a freak athlete, uh, to that degree, and just especially knowing what we want to do with Neil and what's going to be his skill set in Dan Quinn's yeah. offense. I think the with, with Cox, his size, ability to run, I think it's going to be really interesting to see uh, what he does. But, man, Michael Parsons, you know, you, you got to understand, like, Michael yeah. Parsons, the way that he's going to be used, I really believe that the Cowboys fan base is going to be head over heels in love with this kid, especially if we use him to the degree that uh, he's capable yeah. yeah, and a good thing yeah. is having a, having a faster and better defense. Going back to quarterback talk, you have a better, faster defense that's getting their offense off the ball. Means that helps Dak in the long run, and uh-huh. you'll see a bit more of Zeke, which is something we we'll talk about next week. But sorry, Jay, I didn't mean do, to cut you, you know, off. Uh, no, no, no. Sorry. I was just going to just um, back up on what I was saying. I know, kind of disrespect to. The guys that were picked, that we picked above um, Cox, but every time he was there, we were picking. I was like, I was pulling me out, thinking, why, why are we not taking this guy? Like, it got to obviously it got to the point where it was like there was there was nobody, but it was just. But I was like, I was head banging the the wall, and I know we needed <laughs> obviously we needed some some help on the edge, and we needed some some help in the secondary. Yeah, it was like, yeah. This kid's just too good to turn down. And it was like, why? And then when he, like you say, got him in the fourth and it was like, he was doing one of those happy dances on it because it was like, <laughs> we've right. got a first, yeah, first yeah, down yeah. talent in the fourth round. I yeah, agree. It, yeah. And the good thing is, is they've got the yin to Michael Parsons' yang. That's what I like there. And you, oh. you think if Quinn's moving to a 3-4 as well, that fits perfectly if you're going to have a rotation and, and you move those guys around like that. Ideal. Yeah, the three four four three talk I think is is really interesting. Um, Very. You know, I, I, offenses. The, the deal is is that offenses have changed so much over the years 
with guys going to four and five wide sets mm -hmm. that, you know, it really stretches uh, a defense out. So most of the base that, you know, and, I, and I've said this countless times on shows that, you know, most of your base is in a nickel package where you have to have that extra uh, defensive back. The teams that don't have to supplement a smaller guy and you have a linebacker that can be in that really helps you against the run. And so, um, you know, Dan Quinn, and I really – I wasn't sold on Dan Quinn. I want to be honest with y'all, man. I, I wasn't sold on him at first I um, because I, I felt like, you know, look, we get this guy. He's a head coach in Atlanta, and they were the worst passing defense in the league. And we were the worst mm, defense yeah. in the league. And we're hiring this guy. How is he going to help us? You know, but then he comes in and he does a media <laughs> day uh, and, and, you know, pretty much an interview introducing himself. And I immediately fell in love. Oh with his you know his charisma and his personality he seems like everything that we need as a head coach because honestly man it's just going to be the will to do it and if these guys can understand his concepts and play fast our defense last year they couldn't play fast because they were thinking about their alignment assignment all the things that you won't don't want to do on game day right you yeah. don't want to get to sunday and still be thinking about this you want to just read and react and we couldn't do that yeah. and hopefully with Dan Quinn's system, whether it's three four four three, they're able to just implement it, you know, get it and play fast. That's what I'm looking for for this defense. Yeah, it was lacking speed for sure. Can I can I add something? Like I'm actually a big fan of the fact that we mentioned three four defense. Like so, like I don't, I don't know if you're aware. I I I played football here in the UK. I, I, okay, I, I long bloom and I go now two years I've been hired. <laughs> Um, but basically, like, so I played in a 4 3 defense and I played in a 3 4. But I, I love the fact he's mentioned the 3 4 because if you're like a defensive end, you're pretty much heads up with the tackle and the center. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you're the nose tackle, your head's up with the center. Right. So for them to guess what direction you're going to go is a lot harder because if you're, if you're like a 3 tech or a 4 tech, you kind of know roughly nine times out of ten what gap they're going to be hitting. Like, there's that, and edge rushers are always going to be like like half a shade out, like a, like a seven, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Like so, with being more heads up, it's kind of like it gives more harder read for a like for the offensive line to make make those blocks. I think effectively, and I think that's what with the linebacker core, especially mm. what one of those guys are going to be coming down the blitz. You have no idea, and I think this is where the whole Micah Parsons. Equation comes into play. That's one thing he was really known for is running down and cause absolute havoc to get to the quarterback. So we just that that this is one thing I'm really interested to see is how we implement that three four defense. No, I the thing for me is when it comes down to the three four, I just feel like you have to have the bodies to play yeah. the three four. Yeah, um, it, it just it, when I think about let, let's say like the Pittsburgh Steelers, like Stefan Tuit. Um and the the other guy can uh, Hayward. Uh, yeah. they they are huge people. I mean, you know, you're talking about six five, six six, three hundred pounds, and these are immovable objects. The guys that can take on a double team, push a double team, and not lose ground. That's what you need. If you have shorter guys playing in the three four, like you know, Antoine Woods was a, a guy I really loved. Antoine uh, Woods, but that, um, he, yeah. 
but he could not, he was not the guy that we needed in the three, four, just because of his size. And when you bring in a Quentin Bohan and a guy that's six, four, 350 mm -hmm. pounds, I mean, he is a parking pole. He you can't move <laughs> him. He's going to sit in there and that's legitimately what you need. But Still, when it comes down to and, and, and I love and instead of the three, four, I'm a four, three guy. I played in a four, three in college. So I understand the concepts of it more. But I think it's more with the four, three. You give your defensive linemen a gap responsibility and they yeah. can just blow. Yeah. And, so, and, stability. Yeah. Stability. Yeah, I can I kind of I kind of that's my like favoritism in a way. It's like whereas the four three like like I, I prefer playing in the four three. Yeah. Whereas I knew exactly what gap like if I was being more heads yeah. up, it's like trying to really sell a move to kind of move inside or move outside. Right. Whereas, whereas if I'm more, if I'm a defensive edge, I know where my gap's going to be. I just need to be the quicker guy more yeah. of, and, and, and like, like four club, four, four, like, like a spin move, whatever, like just a bit, like depends what it is, you know, the scenario. But yeah, like I agree, man. Like if it was me, I would rather prefer the four free, but I, I do love the idea that he has mentioned about the free because there is different, dynamics towards it that makes the offensive side think things a bit more like yeah. what we're I gonna mean, do. There's also two other things you gotta look at with the Quinton Bahana is um I definitely think that Dan Quinn is gonna use him as a two gapper because that is his style and I think that is gonna be very when you look at Quinn playing the two gapper, ooh, that's nasty. But the other one I was thinking about is the in a three four, I don't know what you think, Heck. Put in um, Chauncey Golston in, and because Dan Quinn has done it before at uh, Seattle doing the NASCAR um, defense, mm -hmm. I don't know. Do you think that's something you can see them doing? Well, here's the thing I, I, Chauncey Golston, I love him too. And mm -hmm. uh, rookies, oh. rookies make me nervous. Uh, let me just say I'm that first. Um, yes. You know, when I think about the guys that we have in Tank Lawrence and Randy Gregory, I think those are the guys that's going to benefit the most from Dan Quinn and what they can do on the edge. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Moving, yeah. moving Randy Gregory over to, let's just say, on the left side where he has to deal only with the, uh, the, the, the tackle, getting off, yeah. all right, and putting uh, Tank maybe up against a left tackle. Um, mm -hmm. I think that benefits him to play side, strong side. He, he, there are so many different things that you can do with those two guys. And also, don't forget about Basham. Um, yeah. And also, when you're that's talking huge. about as well. And don't forget about Urban also being that, an edge that, guy. That's a, that's a great pickup, that. I, because, I think Urban's a great pickup. Because of his size. because of and, and that's the thing about the Dallas Cowboys defense that we didn't have last year. We didn't have the size up front to – you know, manhandle or demand double teams. You know, guys were teams were getting to the second level on us very quickly. And when you can get to the second yeah, level yeah. on any defense, oh, yeah. you're going to create gap, gaping holes. And that's the byproduct of those 308 yard games from Cleveland. That's the byproduct of a 299 yard game from Baltimore. So, because the offensive linemen are just teeing off on you. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I think we spoke about it. Um, numerous times, and I think that's probably where, although where they, we've seen the defense struggle in various parts over the last couple of years, this team for a good what longer than ten years has not had their nasty run stuffers up the middle. We've just not had it, and like you say, so, you mentioned the Steelers. Do you know what I mean the Steelers have are renowned for those kind of players that play on their defense, and and so is Seattle. So that, I think that's where we've fallen short. And like I say, fingers crossed, some of these pickups 
can prove <laughs> right. to be that one, but it's not because we, yeah, we need that big nasty mauler up up the middle. See, I'm, I'm, to get your gear on and go, go play. That was <laughs> Jamie. Jamie, it's funny you mentioned the word nasty. That was the one thing I mentioned throughout this whole draft thing. It's like, like from last week's show, it's like when you really summarize what we did in that whole draft with all the rookies that we got. If there's one word you can associate them all, it's nasty. They all have a nasty tendencies yeah. being on that football field, and that's one thing we definitely need for oh, sure. We missed that. We missed that last year. And maybe yeah. We talked about the frustration of the oh, the lack know. of spiciness in the defense. The spiciness, yeah. yeah. You know, no, like, honestly, there was all this, like, like, we, we oh. have our own way of words. That's a different You know, it was like um, we 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 got annoyed. You know, like with the the whole, you know, the offensive players were on the floor and our defensive players were helping them up and you know tapping them on the helmet. I don't like that. Leave them in the dirt. It may be a understanding of a 4-3 versus 3-4, three, but for me, a 3-4 defence is more exotic in terms of blitzing. Because when you, you when you bring that extra guy, he's coming normally from a linebacker or, or a much wider position. So it doesn't necessarily have the the engagement of a block when you're when you're considering a, a, a like a front four. So like a front four is going to be up against an offensive lineman pretty quickly. Whereas if the blitz is coming from one of the four linebackers, he has a certain amount of time to to hit his gap or change his gap and, and read what's happening. I always think of the um when the when the Steelers took Isaiah Simmons. Is it Isaiah Simmons? No, it was no, the, the Arizona Cardinals took yeah, that's Simmons. Cardinals. Who was the linebacker for the, the Steelers? He had tremendous speed and he Aww. retired recently. Why oh, his name escapes me. Um, um dunno. They once had Troy Palomalu. No, he played at Ohio State. I know exactly who you're talking about. He hurt his back. <sighs> oh, yes. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what, who you're what, on. What's what, uh, Ryan Shizio. Ryan Shizio. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the speed he would hit, his, <sighs> hit the hole at, it was incredible. And just to have a linebacker going at that speed, going into the the, the pocket, it just wreaks havoc. And I can I, I've seen plenty of videos um, of Parsons doing the exact same thing. And if he's gonna if he's gonna be blitzing from from a couple of steps off the line, it's gonna be exciting to watch. Yeah, All he's gonna say is give him a net brace, give him, give him a net brace just to be in the safe side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and let's not let's not talk about PFF's uh, videos on Micah Parsons either. No, definitely that, not. That, that went down a, that yeah, went down like a lead balloon, up. didn't it? I'm not aware that's what happened. Uh, they put that um, uh, Kenny Gainwell it got drafted by the Eagles, and there's a video clip of Kenny Gainwell um, basically on a on a chip block on Michael Parsons, and Michael Parsons falls over, and they're like, "Ooh, Michael Parsons gets to meet this guy again." But what they don't show you is the play before where Parsons absolutely clears Gainwell out of his boots. I mean, the guy is in the stands by the time Parsons finished him. And a lot of people were like, how come you didn't show this play? Then all of a sudden it turned into people sharing videos of Parsons <laughs> yeah. clearing out Kenny Gainwell. Yeah. Just play after play after play. And they're like, why haven't you shown this one? Why haven't you shown And it just turned into just this this <laughs> ma- monumental fail. And usually PFF are really, really mm. good. Um, but yeah. Don't, don't into, take uh, the gospel. Uh, I know, yeah, yeah. But we're going to finish up because Heckma 
yeah, Heckma's um, obviously going to be finishing up here. So we will finish up with um, the quarterback positional breakdown series. So all I'm going to ask you all, and um, I'll let the guest have the honour, the special guest have the first honour. What do you foresee for Dak in terms of um, just projections? What do you think? I mean, I've got him down as MVP. I'm going for 5,000 yards uh, passing and 35 total touchdowns. What are you going for, though? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, how do I talk that, Mike? Uh, you know, look, one of the things that I – one of the things that I – I like to do, especially when when you're talking about a guy that's coming off of a catastrophic injury, is yeah. set is set realistic expectations. You know, I really, you know, I would love an MVP season. I would love all of that, but really, what I want to see more than anything is a healthy offensive line, and I want mm -hmm. to see a better Ezekiel Elliott because yeah. I I yeah. feel as though mm. if you have a better Zeke this season. The rest will take care of itself with Dak. I feel like Dak mm -hmm. is a veteran now. I feel like yeah. he he has all of the ability. He can make all of the throws now. And I just feel as though when you have a running game, if he can rely and depend on Zeke being Zeke, then he doesn't have to throw all over the field. What he can do is allow the running game to let the rest of the game come to them, right? They can milk that clock. They can make the throws when they need to make throws and not be in those uh, first or second and 15 situations because, look, you're playing from behind the eight ball. You're, you're pressing. You're doing things that are uncharacteristic to your offense. And I, I want to see Kellen Moore get better as a play caller. Our red zone, our red zone offense was lacking last year. Yeah. It's been lacking for a while, you know, and a two minute drill, I, I, getting better and being more efficient in, in the game and, and just, you know, I, I want Dak. And, and again, everything that you just said, like, Yes, that's best case scenario. Dak is in the Super Bowl. It's an MVP season. He's Super Bowl MVP. We're all mm -hmm. laughing and grinning. Yeah. yeah, 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 we did it. You know, but I just feel as though coming back from an injury like he did, I think playing smart, playing to his strengths, not trying yeah. to do more than he has to. You think about the his injury when he got hurt. He was I, having he was having to kind of play out of body because the Cowboys were lacking at the time. He we needed to mm -hmm. get that first down and he's running and some guy some guy drags him down. You you don't see Tom Brady doing that. Now Tom Brady will <laughs> do it if he has to, but better, other than that, Tom Brady is playing with this. And he yeah. is going mm -hmm. if, if the play is not there, he throws the ball away. That's what I want to mm -hmm. see Dak do. Don't yeah. try and play hero ball. Just yeah, play yeah, to yeah. your strengths and let your guys take you the rest of the way. Agreed. And I always say it, 99% of a quarterback's games between the years. That is. Yeah. Yep. So I, I'll go around and get you uh, that way. So I'll get projections off you guys. So I'll start with you, Mr. Bucky, Mr. Buckfast. Uh, what are your <laughs> projections? <laughs> what are your projections for that this year? Give us what, what you feel or what you're hoping you, you'll get out of Dak, and then we'll wrap things up. Okay. What I'm hoping for is that he... 17 and 0? Um, well, that, well, of course, but but I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to think in the in the line of kind of being realistic and at the same time over like over delivering. And, I, and what I'm going to say is I think that will beat Tony Romo's 
passing yards record by 100 yards. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, okay, I like it. All right. So, what about I mean, you, guys? Oh. I, think, I, think, I think it's still not, well, it'd still be under 5,000. I think it would still be under 5,000 yards, and it, but it still beats Tony Romo. But I think in terms of touchdown wise, I'll be happy if it's over the 20. Over twenty touchdowns, I'd be happy with that. Considering with like hey, well, I was just saying there, coming back for a bit, the very massive injury, it's like just make sure he's staying healthy. I mean, I mean that yeah, that's like you said. I'd rather make sure he's more than healthy, more than anything. Now, but if, if that was a dream scenario, was to like for him to like as an individual for Derek to beat the Cowboys all time record of passing yeah. yards. I think as well, he's going to, just to add to it before I go to the Godfather, I, I forgot to add, he's going to finish with a quarterback rating of 119 minimum. I'm going full optimistic. <laughs> full optimistic. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go on then, Godfather. What have you well, got in you. terms of, uh, well, that, what have you got for DAC projections and hopes? Super Bowl every day. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah, you, that's, that's, that's the... That's the ideal one in it, Super Bowl MVP. But I think, yeah, but you, you could probably pretty much say it's nailed on. He's going to be comeback player of the year in it after his after the injury. Yeah, it was, oh yeah, it was awful just to see him. He's such a, he's such a in such a downward kind of way on on that thing. Like it, it was just awful to see him crying. I was so upset. But um, so yeah, I probably think yeah. Around, probably around about 4,000 yards. I predict, and if you want to give this as a hot take, and we'll look back at the season, I rec- I think he'll throw less than 10 interceptions this year. Ooh, that's I, a like good I like it. I like it. I like that. I'm on board with that. Yeah, but anything with minimum interceptions, I am all good for it, man. But believe it or not, did you know, in quarterback career rankings, in terms of interception rating... Dak ranks third amongst every single quarterback in NFL history. Yeah, I think he's got a, a, an interception mm-hmm. rate of 1.7%, which ranks third. Third best. I just I thought like I'd throw that, that in there. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why. Uh, it's something I, I, I noticed. He's just below Pat Mahomes. But anyway, uh, Bonesy Jones Malonesy, what have you got in terms of uh, your projections <laughs> <laughs> for Dak, what oh, what what have you God. what are you hoping for? The only, the main thing I want to see and I'm hoping for is 17 healthy games. Okay, yeah, 17 healthy fair. games, protection from the O line. Um, not seeing my quarterback on the floor trying to slam his broken leg back into the face. Like, jeez, that was insane. But um, yeah, I I think four four six. Four seven, I'd be happy with. I reckon he'll probably be pushing thirty. You know, if he can stay on his feet and he's well protected, I reckon you're at least pushing thirty at least. Okay, I like that. And finally, we'll finish with you then, Osino. What have you got for us uh, in terms of projections for that? What, what are your hopes, Sino? Short for cinnamon, isn't it? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> It's a long story, hey. We'll, we'll, yeah, we yeah, don't, don't have enough time in the show to wow. get into that one. We'll, yeah. we'll just leave Every, that one I give everybody nicknames. Everybody has a nickname. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Matt. Um, this is this is going to sound a little bit strange, but I will I will clarify it. Uh, I okay. want Dak to do less. I want him to get less yardage. I want him to get fewer touchdowns and turn the ball over less. 
Because if Dak Prescott's throwing the ball less, throwing fewer touchdowns, it means we don't need him to do that. We have, a, like like Heckman was saying, we have a healthier Zeke. We have yes. a, a healthier defence. We have control of the clock. It doesn't require Dak Prescott to go out and throw 50 attempts every game. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if he does less, the Cowboys will be doing more and they'll be, they'll be putting more wins on the board. So hopefully... Our two tackles hold. Hopefully, <laughs> we have a better defense. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> Zeke is, at a, is playing at a higher level. But if it all if it all connects together, we're more than likely to be in the playoffs. Um, I mean, listeners to this show in particular will 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 have heard us talking about offensive line when we're supposed to be talking about the quarterback position, and it's so so important that it we is. keep back on his feet. We've invested so much money into Dak Prescott this year that we have to have five offensive linemen that are going to be there, you can count on, and that's why we've talked about the offensive line so much tonight. Um, yep. And my my personal opinion, I don't think we've addressed it enough. I don't know what Rich thinks. I agree. But I, I, agree. I, don't think they've, I don't think they've done enough. I still think we should bring in a centre um, because yeah. seeing, seeing Connor Williams could do it, Connor McGovern could do it. Is that supplementing the Doesn't position the or is it finding somebody to play the position? Yeah. I would rather they supplemented the position. It's but tough, if huh? we can get all those check boxes, better Zeke, better D, better O-line, means Dak does less He's and he'll be better hopefully in January and then into February. Yeah. See what I did there? Where uh, <laughs> 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 I like that. I, I just want to no, add as well. Go on, say again, Rich. Graham, where do you want to see Dak in terms of total touchdowns? Because if you go back to 2016, the last time that your line was pretty good and they were running the ball really well and they were controlling pretty much every game, he scored 29 touchdowns last year. I mean, if, if, if he wants to throw 29 touchdowns, that's great. It means we're, we're controlling the ball even more and it means that it's it's a balanced offense. Um, I'm more concerned about keeping interceptions low and keeping health high and all that kind of stuff. Not, I mean, I think there was one game this season we asked Andy Dalton to throw the ball sixty times, yeah. if I remember yeah. correctly. Uh, that's not that's not good. That's not balanced offense. I can't remember which game it was, um, but I think it was close to sixty pass attempts. Yeah. Um, so. If you take the ball, if you take less responsibility uh, from the quarterback position, he's not going to throw as many touchdown passes because we're a better offense. We're a better offense across the board. Um, for me, it's got to be. I mean, single figures for interceptions would be amazing. I think that would be the, the main focus. Uh, and Mike's certainly stated the facts that um, Dak is good at protecting the ball and keeping us in games and not shooting ourselves in the foot and making silly mistakes. So. The potential's there, um, but if yeah, 29, 29 touchdown passes, that would do me, absolutely. That'd be great. Which is exactly what he was on target for this year. But, yeah, yeah um, that is because I said to Heckma, we'll only take an hour of your time, it's turned into an hour and 20. But there he is, like, still <laughs> eager, still happy to talk away. No, nah, man, it's, know, all, it's all good. And, and the, the thing is, the thing is, guys, what y'all don't understand is, 
I'm a cowboy fan. I mean, yeah. you, you you talk, you know, cowboy media, all that, man. I am probably the, the luckiest guy in the world. This is my dream, <laughs> you know. I, this is what I do. You see my stadium seats. That's from my stadium seats from, from Texas Stadium. I took those out of Texas Stadium and mounted them in the wall. Oh, you know, no. this, yeah. this, is, this is what I do. Yeah, this is what I do. I wear cowboy gear everywhere I go. <laughs> the lady at the gym, the lady at the gym asked me, she said, do you wear cowboy uh, gear every day? I said, ma'am, if you see me in anything else, it's a cry for help. Call the police. Okay? <laughs> this, is, this is what I do. I'm telling, you, I'm telling you guys right now that, you know, look, when you ask me to come on and talk about the cowboys, it, that's, man, this is what I do. And I never in a million years would have thought that I would be talking to guys in the UK about the cowboys. So just, you know, thank you guys. I appreciate it. If you're no, a no, cowboy no. fan, if you're a cowboy fan in the UK, I rock with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. You know, we're sound biting that. We're sound biting that, you know. No, honestly, <laughs> if there's one thing we definitely need you hit my ass, and when the cowboys do come to London, with the whole thing going, oh, you need yeah. to come here. You need to come yeah. here and have a beer with us. And even if, I, if I, even if I'm coming over to the Philadelphia game, yeah, the home, if I'm nice to come there, be sure to be a wee. We've already. Listen, we, I'm gonna we, put on the kilt. I'm gonna put on the kilt with you, man. I wear the kilt to the game with you. Oh, you oh, 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 we've we've already got we've already got a list of people we're kidnapping when the Cowboys come to the UK, and people who were like, I don't know if I make it. We're like, don't worry, then we're coming over there to kidnap you and bring you over. You're now on that list. You're on our hitman list. Don't ask a. His name's just a Brian. Brian Broadus. No, no, Broadus. Oh God, I was on, I was on the wow. show with Shannon. Uh, no, it, offensive tackle played for this. It won the Super Bowl. Nate Newton. Nate Newton. Newton. Nate Newton. Oh my God! Don't, don't, don't ask Nate Newton uh, about the hat I bought him. Don't ask him. <laughs> <that. Yeah. laughs> I will. It weren't live and hanging with the boys, and, and you love it. <laughs> <laughs> I even feel Scottish in this. But no, it, it, you say, you know, you, you, you're thanking us. We, we, you're giving us your time, so we thank you again, yeah, Hector. I know it, 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 there wasn't as much uh, stardom. It was just a, a bunch of clowns so, talking, yeah, as it man. was the last time you were on. Um, but honestly, we we love it. You are one of our MVPs over here. You are officially in the UK now. You can tell everyone you are the Triple H over here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Anytime, guys. Anytime. <laughs> yeah, we will talk to you again. Um, so we'll wrap up the show, pay some bills with the sponsors and all the rest of it. So we'll let you go, Heck. Uh, but thank right. you for joining us again, giving us your insights and what you think about the quarterback position. And I will, um, whether you like it or not, be messaging you tomorrow because now I know you're in the star. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all good. I look forward to it, man. Hey, man, you guys be cool. Thank you so much, man, for having me, okay? No, thank, thank you, you Heck. Thank man. you very much, Thank you, man. Thank you, man. All right, later on. <laughs> there we go and that was Ackman legend, legend, uh, yeah man. I love him love him uh, right. <laughs> I, just, I just love his energy man I, like the fact like, like he even said himself it's like I'm a Cowboys fan got my dream job like if that was any one of us we'd be in the same we'd be so hyped up right now as well and yeah. and and I think that's one thing right now is like we're like give fans more of an actual like Mm. job within the organization like his day will probably do like 
Just bring they care more. more. Ah, exactly. That, that's the word. That's the right word. Care. Yeah. I'm ready for a game now. After speaking to Heckman, like I'm pumped. Let's go. Hetma can easily just talk and just get me so pumped up for a game. Easily, man. I just um, remember the energy he brought on draft day. Do you remember? Oh, my I know. God. I know. And it was needed. It was needed. It was needed. But here we go then, guys. Here's a big one for you. Pa-pow! Cowboys experience, guys. Yes, that's right. The schedule's out, so we know who's playing what, the way, and the when. So now you need oh. to go get your packages and your tickets. People have already messaged asking questions about it. Um, so uh, make sure you go over and message them. They got their packages coming out. I can't give more details at the moment. Spoken to the guys over there, and the more details on the various packages and prices are coming out very, yeah, very soon. Yeah, very make soon. Sure, make sure you don't check the website, guys, because all the relevant information will be available on terrible.experience.com. That's correct, and it'll all be on there as their packages, game day tickets as well, stadium tours, the whole shebang, and most importantly, the tailgate parties. Make sure you send us the pictures, and of course, use the booking code, which you've got to use now, UK Cowboys, which we've been telling people to do. Because what happens, folks, when you use the code? Get free stuff. What do we do? I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to point you back. <laughs> yeah, I know, I'm trying to do the right Don't angles that way. Clown. Don't be a clown. Use the code, get free stuff. And if you do do that, and you go over, and you see Mr. Harrison wearing something that isn't cowboy, dial line one one for the <laughs> love of God. Because he's a <laughs> But that is that officially, guys, is this week's show, like the it. first show in the off-season program and the positional breakdown series. Next week is running backs, so we can get more into it. Um, as I say, over the next ten weeks, yeah. uh, looking at every single position, uh -huh. we'll break it down even more. So we'll try and get some more guests, like Heckner, um, get some other guys on as well content creators all coming up in the off season so we'll keep you going uh with the cowboys news and updates and all talk and all the rest of it but that's myself rambling on so i'm gonna leave it to these guys to give their farewells and we'll see you all again next week take it away guys see, see you later, later. peace out see y'all left alligator <laughs>